0: Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. We are hosts, Chad Mitchell and David Finch. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm Chad Mitchell. I'm David Finch. We're back with you for another study tonight. Uh, We're looking forward to um, studying. um, Our topic tonight is temporary, and it's part of kind of a beginning of, of a... Series of lessons because it says part one, so I assume there's going to be a part two, maybe a part three, who knows? But but we've been studying. Uh, David uh, brought this lesson to us, and uh, we're going to be studying with you tonight from God's Word as we always do, from the Bible. And so, um, as if you if you find you have questions with anything that we uh, talk about tonight, uh, would love for you to send us an email, and and uh, w- we'd love to discuss that with you, or or just even you want to say hi or whatever you can find us on the facebook um we're on um all the places where you can get podcasts i think and even audible audible is an easy one because it's with amazon most people have amazon you can get audible and it's free there so you can listen to the podcast fairly easy that way for us younger folks um (laughs) Uh, but anyways, if you're listening, you found a way to listen to us, and we appreciate you being here. So with that, we'll go ahead and uh get started in our study, day. yeah, absolutely. let's get going <clears throat> so this
1: it started with just an idea my I was kicking around an, an idea with my wife, and I was like, "What should I be talking about And she said, "Well, why don't you do something on temporary you know and, <clears throat> and then, of course, from there, it just kind of as i dug in so this first part as it is part one is is more focused on christ and what he did but this temporary comes from the idea of when you everything in this life is temporary sure you know and right now we're we're coming into the fall season right Mm -hmm. the leaves are changing and it's so beautiful but it's very temporary.
0: And that is short lived.
1: It is a very short lived. We had the space.
0: opportunity to go check out some of the fall beauty on Sunday. That's right. And it, it's amazing. I mean, it's just breathtaking what God does. And in the it's just the changing of the leaves and we all we can we can set our calendars for it. It it, it kind of misses it, it comes and goes about maybe give or take 2 weeks when it starts to change. That's right. Uh but uh, but you can set your calendars and it always happens, but it it's always short lived, and it doesn't um, yeah it doesn't take very long, um, and
1: it only lasts for like a month or two you yeah. know before and the, then the leaves start falling. We get away. a snowfall
0: or we get a wind and a rain and all those leaves end up on the ground and then they disintegrate into the ground. They're temporary and that's kind of yeah that's what we're going uh what we're gonna be talking about
1: yeah and so everything in this life is temporary just like the the turning of the seasons you know and, and we actually we actually had people from tennessee and i was like so as i talked about this in my lesson i was like you know around here sometimes we get like 12 seasons in a year you know yeah <laughs> depending on the depending on the year but you know being in, in tennessee or, or down like down in florida i don't know if they get the four seasons i, I really don't um but even then, you, you can understand there's different seasons. And they're very temporary, but they're all beautiful in their, in their respective moments. You know, like when the snow falls, it's very cold, but it's very beautiful. You know, and so, but that, that passes away. It vanishes away. But that's, that got me thinking, so is our lives. Our sure. lives are very temporary, Especially when when you compare it to eternity. Mm -hmm. It's like a... James 4 talks about how it's just like a a puff of smoke or or a vapor that vanishes away. It's here for but a moment and Mm -hmm. just vanishes away. But the only thing that is a guarantee when we are born into this life is death. Mm -hmm. That's the only guarantee that we have. Everything else in between is optional. Mm -hmm. You know... There's things that are more likely going to happen, like get jobs and probably growing up, get a little bit into trouble or whatever. But what kind of jobs we get, what kind of trouble we get into, it all varies. It's all optional, right? It, it depends on what we choose to do. Well, even Christ, as he came down to earth, this is when his sacrifice for us began. Like when you look at Philippians 2, Let's actually turn over there. Philippians 2 points this out. Uh, Philippians 2, let's start back in verse 5. It says, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation... "...taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow." Of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So in here we see that God was, or Christ was with God. He was in the form of God. It was not considered robbery to be equal with God. He is God. And he left his perfect home and glory to come down here and walk among us. Mm-hmm. And his walk among us during this temporary life that he was in the flesh was so crucial, how he walked among us. It was so crucial for our eternal salvation. Mm-hmm. Without it, we would have no hope. You know? and, but it was, it was his choices that he made. He had choices. He didn't have to. He had choices, and yet he chose to walk among us perfectly, never falling into temptation. Like, Chad, there's a lot of people, um, there's even slogans, things like, whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, oh, yeah. you know, where, mm-hmm. well, you know, a lot of times people go to Vegas maybe once in their lifetime. So, when I go to Vegas, you know, I'm going to do a bunch of stupid things that I'll never do any other way. Mm-hmm. Because you'll never get another opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. They fall to that temptation of sin and lust or whatever their Mm -hmm. desires are. Christ never fell into his temptations. Mm -mm. And he was tempted, but he never fell into them. He chose to overcome them. He chose to turn to God to see him, his way through it. And his life on this earth was so important for us. And he did things he didn't
0: want to do. Yeah. I think, too, like, uh, to add to that, you know, um, I always like to, to bring up the fact that um, why did he do this? Well, he knew that we needed him. Yeah. He knew you needed him. He knew I needed, needed him. Everyone. He knew that we needed his help. Yeah. So whenever he was confronted with those temptations, he even more resisted it because he knew he had to. And... Um, you know, if you've ever had to do something in your life, uh, maybe it was a job I can, the one that I can think of is is hauling hay. And me and my brother would go out as kids, clear out on the desert here, about 10 miles from the house. And we'd we'd haul hay and we'd get about halfway done loading that truck. And it's like, we can't do this. You know, we'd convince ourselves we're sitting there taking a break on one of the bales <laughs> going, <laughs> we can't do this you know what you know what are we going to do and so we're thinking well if we drive back with the truck half empty boy that's not going to be fun to <laughs> to face pa that way you know and and before long we we knew that we had to load the truck and we had to complete the job so we did it we just did it because we knew we had to do it there was no backing out of it there was no getting out of it and you know i think uh we can be uh, strengthened and encouraged and comforted, because Jesus faced those temptations that he could have. That's right. Just quit. He could have. Qu- he's like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I'm hungry. You know. Yeah, because I think of that 40 one. Forty
1: days. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I think of that one. I'm hungry. You know, where a lot of us probably would have done that. hmm Uh, but he was strong enough to know that each one of us needed his help. Yeah. And so that's why he did it, and that that just makes what he did so much more powerful, and 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 should make us appreciate what he did and what he went through. You that's know? right. And you know that's just a small story, what it sort of makes me think. That's where my mind goes. Yeah. You know when I'm trying to understand and put myself in Christ's shoes. That's why he did it. He had to push through. Yeah. And push past it that temptation a lot of what the thing a lot of what we can't do sometimes yeah. you know we're well, like he, peter we fall
1: he knew that we all as it says in romans 3 23 all mm. have sinned and fallen short of the glory of mm-hmm. god so if he didn't do it we all would be short of his glory we that's right all fall short and so christ that's why he left his home in glory you know and that alone was a huge sacrifice willing yep. to leave his perfect home you know that's to leave heaven mm-hmm. to come down and help sinful man you know but let's turn over to Luke 12 49 through 53 and Chad if you want you can read that if you yeah sure if you would but here Luke we see that 12. he did things that he didn't want to do, you know, yeah. so he had choices. He could have not done it, but yet he did it for us. So go ahead and read
0: okay. this. I came to send fire on the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a b- baptism to be baptized with, and how distressed I am till it is accomplished. Do you suppose that I came to give peace on earth? I tell you not. Not at all. But rather, division... For from now on, five in one house will be divided, three against two, and two against three. Father will be divided against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother. Mother Mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Okay, so
1: I I just took this whole um, section to keep it into context. So here... In in verse 50, he talks about this baptism that he has to be baptized with. Future tense. And he says, How distressed I am till it is accomplished. You know, this baptism was optional. He didn't have to do it. He didn't have to go through this baptism. And we're actually going to get into what what kind of baptism he is talking about here. But while Christ was... In this temporary life, he needed to accomplish things that were optional. You know, he needed to choose to make to do certain things to fulfill um, prophecies, to become who he needed to be to be that perfect sacrifice, his, his ultimate demise. You know, as we see in Matthew 26... 53 and 54 This is right after Peter cut off the right ear of the servant and Christ put the ear back on and he turns to Peter and says or do you think that I can now I cannot pray to my father and he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels how then could the Scriptures be fulfilled that it must happen thus? Christ here is saying, I could call twelve legions of angels to deliver me.
0: I have that option. Yeah, Anytime he could have done that.
1: Anytime he could have done this and destroyed the earth. Because you know what? Let's face it. The destruction is what we deserve. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all separated ourselves from God because of the sin and the temptation that we fell to. You know, we're all guilty of this. It's not just... You know, Chad and I are not excluded from that. We've all yeah. sinned. we've all fallen short and and so this is this is the love of Christ. It is displayed right here. He could have called twelve legions of angels to destroy the earth and set him free.
0: You know his life um, is an, a great example of the fact that Christ knew this life was temporary. yeah, okay. Um his kingdom was not of this earth and he kept telling everyone. That's right. You know, when And no
1: one really understood what he was saying.
0: No, no one understood. When we're born we start aging. Mm-hmm. Okay, a baby. We start That's right. aging. And even okay, Dave, you look at a picture of yourself 10 years ago. I look good, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so do I. <laughs> we're we're changing. You know, yeah. I I run into a guy at lunch today that um, I went up and talked to these old guys. Um, and I, I knew one of them, and, and there's about five of them. They're having lunch today. And so I just went up and said hi. And they knew who I was. One of the guys did. And he goes, you've put on a lot of weight since the last time I seen you, which <laughs> was probably 12, 15 years ago. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I guess I probably have. Yeah, I was a beanpole. Anyways, they, they were telling me stories about some of the areas around here, and and how much it's changed, you know. Just thinking about this, these guys have seen this area so much different than it is now, and yeah. nothing ever stays the same. It always ages. It always gets older. The towns get bigger. The towns change. Everything changes, and it's it's part of aging. Yeah. And and not staying the same. And um, anyways, it's all temporary. But but how short and how Christ lived His life. He knew it was temporary. Everything, everything he come in contact with, was temporary, and nothing um, physical mattered to him. That's right. He didn't even have a place to lay his head, a yep. place to call home. You know, his home was in heaven. That's right. And, and it's just even more an example of why we need to look at this temporary thing because
1: yeah, and you know, be- because of the life that Christ lived and His sacrifice. You know, you said his home is in heaven. Now because of Christ, when we are baptized into Christ, now that can be our home. Yeah, now up that's in our heaven. home, yeah. And, and you know, that's what he taught his his disciples. That's what he taught us is that our life is not in this, mm-hmm. or our home is not in this life. You know, in Christ, our home is eternal with him in heaven. Yeah. And how beautiful that is. But before we get there, Christ had to live a certain way. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Christ Christ had to choose to do these certain things. And that's the the point behind Christ choosing to do this is pointing out the love he has for us. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's really something that I want to drive home to everyone is that Christ loved us and he chose to die for us. He chose to live perfectly. You know, and, and the, the first point that we're going to be making here is he chose to fulfill Scripture. You mm-hmm. know, the scholars that, that talk about how many prophecies were fulfilled through Christ was anywhere from 300 to 450. So, I usually hit closer towards the, the lower side, about 350. Mm-hmm. Okay? For Christ to fulfill 350 prophecies... Mm-hmm. That's impossible. Yeah. Only God could do that. And so Christ is God, and he actually left his home in glory and walked among us. He, he manifested himself into flesh. He became flesh, but not just any kind of flesh, a bondservant. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as we read in Philippians 2, he chose to be the, the lowliest among us.
0: This could possibly lead into how perfect he was, you that's know, right. the, um, like in um, what is it, Exodus twenty twelve five, yeah, or or First 1 Peter 1, 2. yeah. Well,
1: and and that's those are illustrating, yeah, his his perfection. And Exodus twelve is is talking about the kind of sacrifice that they were called to sacrifice, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and
1: um, we can actually turn there. Yeah, let's go down
0: there. It's kind of funny that I, I I let us let our thoughts on the table, and I brought all this up, and then you, you got You know what's up funny? <laughs> you
1: had both you and Paxson because Paxton led songs for us, yeah which is is Chad's son. Mm-hmm. He got up, and he led songs talking about the love of God. And I'm, I'm sitting here in my seat, and I was like, man, he's nailing it for me. And then Chad gets up and does the Lord's table, and, and a lot of times uh, at the Lord's table, the ones doing it will... Um, kind of prepare our minds, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so Chad got up and talked a little bit about Christ and how his, his life, you know, he was spotless Lamb of God, yeah. and I'm just like, these guys are killing my lesson. <laughs> this is great, you know, uh, it, but it, in a good way. It was like it was preparing everyone for the lesson, and, you know, I don't believe in coincidences, Chad, and yeah. it's not like we talked beforehand, no, but we man, didn't. you guys really just mm-hmm. supported the lesson, and so it I love it when um, when a service just comes together that way. Yeah. It's never planned. You know, it's yeah. not like I, I call everyone ahead of time, hey it's gonna be on this, so pick songs to to mm-hmm. go around it, but when you guys do it on your own, it's just like, Yeah, this is this is really hitting the head of the nail on this one. Oh yeah. So that that's exactly what Chad did and and passion. And so it was a really good
0: service. Um Well, and I think, you know, this is this is key, you know, talking about Christ and how perfect he was, and why he was the perfect sacrifice. That's right. You relay it to this Exodus 12, 5, which says, Your lamb shall be without blemish. A male of the first year, you may take it from the sh- sheep of, or from the goats. Um, you shall keep it until the 14th day. They had all these requirements. Yeah. Um, of the same month. Then the whole assembly, the congregation, let's see, where does it talk about? Like, without spots and without blemish.
1: Well, in verse 5, it, it, your lamb shall without be without blemish. blemish. Yeah, and, and there's so other here,
0: spots that talk about more than this. That's right.
1: But. And I just chose this for a, a real fast reference. Sure. Because here it talks about without blemish. And, and a male of the first year. You know, it couldn't be a, a female. It had to be a male. And it, either from the sheep or the goats, but it had to be without blemish. You know, and... and
0: the way i i like to explain it is it's it's like the best one okay that's right it's the fattest it's it's the got the perfect color um there's no spot on it it's it's perfect it, if if you had to pick your best one to take to a show that's the one he wanted you to sacrifice yeah and it was
1: the one that was most likely to survive and thrive yeah you know not just perhaps survive but thrive mm-hmm. you know to Probably pick had
0: the best muscle tone
1: that's right to pick the one that's um, you walking with a limp, or only yeah. has three legs, or something like well, that. You're you're choosing one that probably won't survive anyway.
0: Well, like, yeah, and that and that's not uh that's that's really doing nothing. That's, that's, that's not a sacrifice. You're not sacrificing anything because you're taking the weakest one, and and that's what we'd all be inclined to do. Well, yeah, we got to sacrifice the sheep. Let's take that one that's <laughs> half the size of the rest of the herd. You know, he's got a limp, and uh, we call him Lucky. You know, (laughs) that's the one we're taking. Yeah, uh, but this, but that's not what God wanted.
1: That's right. And in doing this, though, it was also them putting their trust and faith in God. You know, this is the one that's most likely going to bring me the best luck, Mm -hmm. or bring me not luck, but bring me the best profit for me. Sure, you know, because that that was their their wealth. And so, this one is most likely to succeed for me, and I'm going to give it to God. Yeah. And that's putting faith that God will provide for them. Mm. You know, and God, when he came, er, or when he sacrificed his son, he gave us his best. Mm -hmm. So, it's only, it only just foreshadows the kind of sacrifice God is going to give us. As this was in the... Well, this was Exodus. So this was early days in the, you know, in the days of Moses in the Old Testament. Even from then they had to sacrifice the best to God. Yeah. Because God is going to sacrifice his best for us. Yeah, and it
0: was Christ. And it was Christ. And that's the the parallel here. That's is, right. Is is the way that that worked in and of course it's it's kind of the principle you're willing to give up your best because God was able was God gave up his best. Yeah, you know, for us and um, you know, I think of um, like the prodigal son. Um, they killed the fattest, fattest calf, you know, and of course the son that had stayed and worked was upset. What? You never killed the fatted calf for me, you know. Yeah. Um, but but that was custom. Whenever somebody important came over or came and visited, they would kill the fatted calf and celebrate.
1: You know what's funny though, as. As the father said in there, in the prodigal son, mm-hmm. he says, your son was, or your brother was dead, and now he's alive. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the That's another good
0: parallel, too. We're dead.
1: Yeah. Before we come to Christ, we're dead, and then we are alive with Christ. And yeah. so that, again, everything, all the stories just point to Christ. Yeah. And going back to Exodus is pointing to, to Christ, You know, it, it is pointing towards Christ. This is the sacrifice that God is going to provide for us. Mm-hmm. God is going to give us his best. You know, if he wanted to give us his worst, in fact, in, in Luke, there's a passage in Luke, maybe you can be looking this up for me, talking about how Christ, as he's talking to his disciples, how he, he witnessed Satan falling from heaven like lightning. Which indicates that Satan was with God in heaven. So, God could have given his worst, which was Satan, to be sacrificed, you know? Mm-hmm. That's like, that would be like the equivalent of us giving us giving him the, the worst lamb that's going to die anyway you know mm-hmm. <laughs> cuz satan's going to spend eternity in in eternal damnation <laughs> so god could have given us his worst that was his worst
0: you know um luke 10:18 Le- yeah thank you luke 10:18 luke- says yes he told them i saw satan falling from heaven as a flash of lightning
1: yeah so that that is really the uh, the worst that god could have given us so but God didn't. He gave us His best. He gave us the perfect Son without blemish, you know. And that's what's illustrated in First Peter one nineteen that you were alluding to earlier, Chad. Well,
0: oh yeah. What First Peter?
1: Yeah, First uh, Peter one. Did
0: I say nineteen? Yeah, First Peter one nineteen Peter? Yeah, 1
1: Peter 1:19. It says, "But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot." So, his walk on this earth is what made him a lamb without blemish and without spot. You know, Christ didn't just leave his home in glory straight to the cross. He was born into this life. He was manifested into this life, and he walked among us being tempted in every way as we are. Uh, I love uh, Romans 5,
0: 8. Oh, yeah. Romans 5.8. Um, Read that while I go over here. Okay, it says, But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since by his blood he did all this for us as sinners, how much more will he do for us now that he has declared us not guilty? Now he will save us from all of God's wrath to come. And, uh, you know, there's a couple things here because God showed his um, God sent Christ, Christ also obeyed God. That's right. You know, um, God sent Christ down to save us, mm-hmm. to this earth to save us. And then Christ, in turn, did exactly what the Father told him to. That's right. And was obedient, um, but still didn't have to, you know. Yeah. Li- lived still as a human, you know.
1: Well, and and like like it was illustrated at the beginning of this, Christ could have called twelve legions of angels, and the Father would have delivered them because mm-hmm. he didn't do anything wrong, you know. And this was this was right after Judas betrayed him with a kiss. Right? Judas led the um, Roman authorities to Christ, mm-hmm. betrayed him with a kiss, and then. While they were still standing there, this is when Christ said, "I could call twelve legions of angels to deliver me, but I need to fulfill. I need to fulfill this. You know, this is the cup that the Lord has set before me. Shall I not drink it? You know, and and that was very um, eye-opening for me. You know, when when I first studied that, it's like he chose and he knew how he was going to suffer. That's another part of it. Yeah, He knew he was going to be beaten, humiliated, mocked, you know, and spat upon. He knew he was going to do that. And as we look at Isaiah 53, that was a prophecy of how he was going to suffer. Well, that's exactly how he suffered. And so if that was prophesied about, Christ knew. And so Christ knew how he was going to suffer, and yet... He still willingly went. And so, as we were talking about how his life on this earth was so important, he walked among us and lived perfectly. This is being illustrated in Hebrews 4 14 through 16. <clears throat> so, if you're listening in, please turn your Bibles with us. Hebrews 4 14 through 16. And here it says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in times of need. So here, he was tempted in all points as we are, yet without sin. That proves that he suffered the way we suffer. You know, because some people, we talked about this earlier, some people try to say, well, you had the Holy Spirit... Um, so he didn't feel the pain. He didn't actually go through. He wasn't tempted the way we are. Actually, yes, he was. He mm-hmm. was tempted in all points as we are, yet without sin.
0: Yeah, and he was able to push through and that's not right. sin because he, he knew um, we needed him.
1: That's right. But that's what made him our great high priest. That's what actually made him that spotless mm-hmm. lamb was his walk on this earth and his, his choice To serve the Father wholeheartedly. And that's exactly how we are called to serve God. We are called to serve Him with our whole heart. We're called to be like Christ. That's actually the definition of Christian, of the name Christian. Christ-like or like Christ. Mm -hmm. And so, the blood of Jesus Christ, it would only be precious if it was described if it was as described throughout the old testament spotless and without blemish the only way that it would be without blemish or without spot was he had to live perfectly and and that's that was something that nobody else could do you know throughout the old testament that was where the high priest failed you know, even throughout the Old Testament, the high priests that they had were imperfect themselves, you mm-hmm. know? So the best they could offer someone is do as I say, not as I do. Now, Chad, as a parent, if you sit here and tell your kids, well, do what I say, not as I do, mm-hmm. that's the worst parenting you could do. Yeah, And, and I'm not trying to bash... Any parenting out there, just hear me out. Because Mm -hmm. you're showing them that you can't do it, but you're expecting them to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I heard somebody, they were letting their 15-year-old drive, which didn't have a license, didn't have. And they're like, well, I did it growing up. I'm like, "Yeah," but you're not, you're training them to be better than you. Right And yes, we all we all fall short, you know, but now that I'm have kids and and they're, I wouldn't ask them to do something that I cannot do today, mm-hmm. but I'm also training them to be better than me, not like me, because I'm imperfect, right? And so if I tell them to do something, you know, it, I can't be telling them not to drink and then I go out to
0: bars and drink yeah. all the time. That's do as I say not as I do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if I tell my kids not to do it, they can expect me not to do it.
0: You know, and so Well, and and because Jesus was able to do what he did, that should give us encouragement to live like him. That's right. You know, um was it Paul Paul said live imitate me. As I imitate Christ, yeah. First Corinthians 11, 1 and two. Yeah, and and um, did Paul mess up? Yeah, sure. He called himself the chief of sinners. Yeah, you know, but uh, but he did his best to intimidate him because we can all be encouraged to live our lives like Christ did.
1: But notice, notice in that context, he says, "Imitate me as I imitate Christ." Yeah. So
0: in that, if he stopped imitating Christ, yeah. stop following him. That's right. If yeah. I'm not imitating Christ, stop. And, and we see that in Galatians
1: 1, 8, 9, mm-hmm. where Paul is speaking there, too, and he says, Even if we, or an angel from heaven, give you any other word than what you have heard, let, mm-hmm. let him be accursed. The we in that is the apostles, you know. Even if we tell you something that contradicts what we've already told you, we are to be accursed, yeah. you know. And so, as I'm imitating Christ, imitate me, mm-hmm. you know. and But... It's as we imitate Christ. So if if we turn away from Christ, you continue to follow Christ. You know, and so, because Christ is the perfect one. But I do love the apostles when they make mistakes. Not, I don't love to see them make mistakes, but rather, even them, they're human. You know, they do make mistakes, but also look at what they do after. You know, Peter when he denied Christ, he is such a good example of what to do after we recognize our erring way. Sure. Turn back to God and mm-hmm. and give him your heart. That's what Peter did. You know, and that's what that's what we are to do. And so that's why you know, that's why we imitate him.
0: Well, and we can be encouraged by you know, Jesus's example um and and you know his written word and and reading from it and studying it like we are tonight yeah you know we can be encouraged um to live our lives the same way the best we can
1: yeah but in 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 Hebrews 4 okay you know when he when Christ was talking there or not Christ wasn't talking there But talking about Christ there, in verse 15, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. Mm -hmm. That was another need for Christ to come down and walk among us. You know how many times you'll hear people say, um, well, like, for example, when somebody has a death in the family and somebody's telling them, I understand what you're going through. Mm -hmm. But they don't. Mm -hmm. You know, like like they've never lost a loved one. Mm Mm-hmm. They can't say that, you know? Mm. So when we die and we face Christ on Judgment Day, we can't turn around and say, well, Christ, you have no idea what it was like. Mm. Yes. Yes, he does. does. He's been there.
0: That's a great point because, you know, um, he sympathizes with our weakness. That's right. Um, And any time that we've gone through some kind of tragedy in our lives it's always easier to talk to someone who's been through the same thing as it is to someone who hasn't you know and um so you know if in the case of i think probably the worst thing you could say as someone not knowing what they're going through is you just got to get over it you know yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the worst thing you could say don't and ever say that to don't say that lost a loved one. Be- because if you can't relate you know if you could relate, you're probably not going to say it that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, what a great blessing that we have that, that Jesus can sympathize with us.
1: Yeah. You know, and just because he understands how hard the temptations are. Yeah. and But through that, he also, it he can show mercy in times of need. Mm-hmm. You know? So we can come boldly to the throne of grace, as it talks about in verse 16 of Hebrews 4. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You know, He can be merciful, and and we can find grace to help in times of need. You know, when we do fall short, we can turn back to Him. He knows how it is, how how hard temptation is. If He never came down to earth and experienced it, When we face him on Judgment Day, we could use that excuse, well, you don't know how hard it is. Mm -hmm. You know, he couldn't sympathize with our weaknesses, but now he can because he was weak in the flesh just like we are.
0: Yeah. Well, and and what other option do we have, David? Yeah. I mean, to be forgiven of our sins, you know, what other option do we have? Yeah. There's no other option. No, and,
1: you know, how... How blessed we are that Christ was willing to come down to earth and willing to live the life He led and willing to be tempted. And let's get it straight. The Father never withheld His Son from the temptations of the devil. Never. You know, Satan was at Christ More than he is at us. Because if Satan could get to Christ, Satan knows that we would still be without hope if he could get Christ. You know, he was tempted so much. You know, being hungered for 40 days. Mm -hmm. I've heard of people fasting for that long, but also by choice. Well, you'd have to drink water. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) and But even... Even then, I can't imagine going that long without food. And then at the end of it, being tempted with food, being tempted with all power and glory that the earth had to offer, you know, as he set him up on the high pinnacle, and he says, everything you see, the kingdom and its glories, I can give to you if you'd but Mm -hmm. bow down and worship me. Mm -hmm. I don't have a doubt that Satan could have given him all of that. Because Satan's the ruler of this world. It was within Satan's power to make that happen. But Christ never fell to that temptation.
0: Yeah, I, I like the, uh, your, you bring up, and of course it's towards the end, but I think it, it it's a good verse for us now, John 15, 5. Yeah. Um, because he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Yeah. Without me, you can't do anything. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch, is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what your desire, and it shall be done for you. You know, by this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be, be my disciples. Yeah. And uh, you know, without him, we can do nothing. Yeah. And we're no better than that branch that gets cut off because it's not bearing fruit, and then gets cast into the fire. Right. And and basically withers away. It's temporary. That's right. You're just temporary. You're not. Um, you're not gonna get anything.
1: You can do without Christ, we can do nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, we are the branch. Mm -hmm. He is the vine. Mm -hmm. If we are not attached to the vine, Mm -hmm. we will wither and die.
0: And I think... (laughs) There is no other option. And that's... You can clearly see that, you know, we talk about things withering away. When a tree dies, you know, which happens, what do we do? We cut it down. Yeah. We get rid of it. And it it gets burned. It's done. You know, and uh, even... um, branches that grow in the wrong spot you know yeah we we cut them down we get rid of them because they're not doing what they're supposed to they're not they're not productive yeah and uh, as christians we have to be productive and you know bear fruit and boy there's just so many different ways we go with that you know
1: yeah well and 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 it it all started with the life of christ you know he is our our example Mm-hmm. You know, as, as he walked among us, he is our example, but he's also our, our way of escape. You know, if we are being tempted, asking that question, what would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. But really, you can only ask that question if you know, in fact, what Jesus would do. You know, people will use that term to say, I can go kill this guy. I've heard it. You know, how they justified that. By what would Jesus do? I don't know, but they don't know what Jesus would do. That's how they got there, Mm. you know. But when you study Christ, you can find out what he would do, you know. And and so, well, and you can also read
0: the prophecies of what he was going to do.
1: Yeah, (laughs) and well, what's funny is if the if the rulers knew the prophecies, they wouldn't wouldn't have done have done it. Yeah, and and but yet. God, with his ultimate power, prophesied that they were going to cast lots for his clothes. You know? How could you do that? God left it up to the enemy to fulfill prophecy. That's powerful. And so, but Christ walking among us made him that spotless Lamb of God. But even while he was walking... On this earth, he was walking with his disciples, going back to Luke twelve, and I'm just going to call out verse fifty. Christ here says, "But I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how distressed I am till it is accomplished." Mm -hmm. You know, he he knew this was going to happen. He he knew, and and this baptism that's being talked about was not the baptism when he was baptized by John the baptizer in Mark Mm one. You know, that's not what Christ is talking about. This baptism that Christ is talking about here has nothing to do with water. It has to do with suffering on that cross of Calvary. Mm. That was the baptism talked about. You know, as, as he was talking to His uh, a couple of his apostles in Mark 10, 35 through 40, he's talking to James and John, the sons of Zebedee, right? <clears throat> Starting verse 35, it says, Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him, saying, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. It's like a loaded question there, right? (laughs) And Jesus said to them, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Grant us that we may sit, one on your right and the other on your left, in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? Mm -hmm. They said to him, We are able. Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink the cup that I drink, and with the baptism I am baptized with, you will be baptized. Mm -hmm. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it is for those for whom it is prepared. So, he is talking to a couple of his disciples, but notice the future tense as he's talking to them. You will be baptized with the baptism I am being baptized with.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Future tense. You know, the baptism that Christ is describing here is his death on that cross of Calvary. Yeah. Christ, as he walked among us, knew that the cross was going to be his demise he knew that the cross was going to be his death. Mm-hmm. That, that is so powerful. You know, and <clears throat> as as we were talking about, the Romans would a lot of times when they would um, sacrifice or, or when they punished people and they started hanging people on crosses, they actually did this Right outside of the the gates or right right next to the main streets. So everyone coming into the town would see them hanging there as like a warning. Hey, this is going to happen to you if you disobey. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it's quite possible, Scripture doesn't say it, so I'm not going to say it did happen, but it is quite possible that Christ actually seen people hanging on a cross walking into town. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. He's seen it, and can you imagine just looking at that and being like, "Hey, that's how I'm going to die."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I'm going to die that horrific way. Well, oh, I'm so, sure. I'm sure he knew that. Yeah, and so going back to Luke twelve fifty, and as he says, "How distressed I am until it is accomplished." Mm-hmm. He was distressed about the cross, you know, and and this also shows in his last prayer. You know, in Matthew 26, when, Lord, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. He didn't want to die that death, but it was to fulfill the cross. Mm -hmm. He was obedient to the point of that death. And so, he knew, but yet he remained spotless. He remained perfect among us to be that spotless lamb so that when he did die for us it would actually be meaningful sure you know he w- he didn't die in vain and so but this is also after he did after he died on that cross you know he he died on the cross and then he was buried in the tomb mm-hmm. and then arose the third day and in like manner, that is how we are baptized into Christ. You know Romans 6 three through six, we all need to be baptized into his death if we want to raise to heaven with him in the after while
0: mm-hmm.
1: So starting in verse three of Romans six, we're going to read through verse six. He says, or do you not know? That as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism unto death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly. We also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. So here's the illustration when we're standing in the in the waters of baptism, you know, as we have heard his word, as we have believed, as we have confessed Jesus as Lord and, and as we are repenting of the old man of, of our old sinful ways, we are repenting of that we are putting to death the old man mm-hmm. as we're standing in the watery grave and then when we are submerged under water we are buried with Christ in baptism and this is where the work of the Father comes in, the work of God he is washing away our sins. He is washing them away. So when we arise, we leave the old man and his sinful ways in that watery grave. And we arise and walk in newness of life with the Lord. And so that is the in like manner. So mm-hmm. we are baptized into the baptism that Christ was baptized with. Mm-hmm. And we walk in newness of life with the Lord. And that is that is so important. For us to recognize, you know, the, the importance of baptism and oh. the importance of clothing yourself with Christ, as it talks about in Galatians 3.27. And it's because Christ chose to leave his home in glory. He chose to walk among us. He chose to live perfectly, to be that spotless lamb, and he chose to go to that cross of Calvary. And so as he willingly suffered willingly died and was buried and as the father raised him from the dead this is when the father washes away our sins. Yeah. And and this is also illustrated in 1 Peter
0: 3:21. Did you have something to add, Chad? Oh, I do, but okay. it's probably going to take the rest of the podcast well go ahead <laughs> um you know one thing that I was thinking of you know this is this is so great what he did for us another great thing was that we for a thousand years or more he was predicted to come yeah you know to his name what he would be named yeah and 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 he was predicted to the point where the people were looking at him today um people are still looking for the Messiah okay? Um, some of the Jews in that. And, you know, something, um, Paxson and I were talking last night about it, and I know he he, uh, talked to you about it. How come uh, some of the religious leaders today were not, or the religious religions weren't predicted in the Bible as well? You know, how come John Calvin, let's say, or Martin Luther, you know, how come or or Joseph Smith, how come they're not mentioned in the Bible to come? Yeah, like Jesus was. Well, and, and a lot of those religious leaders still use Jesus as the savior. You know, they still say they believe in that. But what do we need them for when we had Jesus, who was perfect, this perfect Lamb? Yeah. That that was predicted for a thousand years or more. I, mean, I don't know what the time frame was, but for a long period of time he was predicted to come. Then he came and did exactly what he was predicted to do. Yeah. You know, and that such was such
1: a strong point.
0: And that was you know, and and so he he did exactly what he was predicted to do, that was that was prophesied. Exactly. Nothing was out of place. Nothing. Yep. But yet we have these religious leaders today, you know. They, you know, we we studied this on Sunday. You know, all these religious leaders, you know, um, that we all know. The the Pope, um, Boniface the Third, started the Roman Catholic Church. Yep, in six oh six A.D. Yeah, uh, six hundred years after Christ. That's right. What did we need him for? We already had Christ. We already had this perfect Lamb that mm-hmm. came spotless, without blemish, Yeah, that came and died and established his church. You know, the, the, the apostles established his church exactly the way with the help of the Holy Spirit. We needed nothing more and nothing less. Yeah. And then we have all these people that have come and gone that were temporary. Yeah. None of them are still living. That have yeah. That have strayed so many people. Yeah. Away from what Christ established.
1: Well, and and to bring in the power of God there, you know, mm-hmm. only God could have made sure that Christ fulfilled all of these prophecies. Mm-hmm. Only God could have left it into the hands of the enemy to fulfill these prophecies, mm-hmm. right?
0: And, and so... Why was it so important for Jesus to be predicted, too, and yeah. prophesied of? Why was that so important? It was so that you could look at it and see without, you know, so us today could look at it and see and go, oh, man, this happened. Yeah. You know? And it, only God could have made only that Only God happen. could have done this. Only yeah. God could have... Uh, you've talked about the the probabilities or the, uh, what do you call it, like the odds. The odds. Yeah. Let, let's say the odds. What are the odds of this happening? It's like one in a trillion.
1: Well, and you know what? In, in fact... Um, just to fulfill eight prophecies, you know, fill the whole state of Texas full, of oh, yeah. full, two foot thick mm-hmm. with dollar coins, mm-hmm. and you take one dollar coin, mm-hmm. mark it, whether paint it or whatever, throw it in the middle, mm-hmm. mix it up somewhere, mm-hmm. and take a man, blindfold him, put him on the edge of the state of Texas, and tell him... To walk in, go however far you want, stop, bend down and pick up that that one marked coin. yeah that man is more likely to pick up that one coin on his first try than it is for one man to fulfill just eight prophecies. Mm-hmm. just eight. yeah Christ fulfilled 350. Mm-hmm.
0: you know only Christ could have done that and and Christ's Church um, was established. It's, it wasn't a building. It was the people. That's right. In Acts chapter two, we can study that. We can see how it was established, and that was Christ's church. Um, you know, and through the with the Holy Spirit, help of the Holy Spirit, the apostles established a church, and yeah. people were baptized into that church that day on That's the right. day of Pentecost.
1: And and only, like we're saying, only God could make that possible. You know, just like it says in Matthew nineteen twenty six. Christ says, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Mm -hmm. And so, we need to rely on the power of God. You know, that's where our faith rests, on the power of God, which he has demonstrated by Christ being able to fulfill all of these prophecies and live perfectly. Only Christ could have done that. I'm
0: thinking of a verse, and you can probably quote it, but um, all this is sufficient for us, that he wrote down. We don't need any more or any less. Yeah. The, these these are given to you. Um, I'm trying to quote it, but um, this is given to you. Probably John 20, 30,
1: mm. and 31, maybe. Um,
0: anyway, truly,
1: Jesus did many other signs in the presence of yeah. his apostles, which were not written in this book. Yeah. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus... Is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name?
0: so how come right there he doesn't say, we didn't give you everything because John Calvin is going to come in 1536 <laughs> yeah and give you the rest yeah, or Robert Brown or John Smith
1: yeah, they're going to come John
0: wisely you know was the Methodist yeah. Joseph Smith. William Miller, and I'm not trying to call anyone out here. Right, I'm just saying, how come it didn't say there? That's right. That they were coming, like it does in Isaiah 53. Yeah, Isaiah 53 predicts Jesus coming. Predicts his death and his death. And and, and what's he going to suffer? He fulfilled it completely, completely to a T. How and come right there in this New Testament, it doesn't bring up some of these people? Yeah, because it was complete. It was finished. It was over. It was done. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about all the time. We're always talking about it. And,
1: and 1 Corinthians two five, you know, it says that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men. Yeah. But in the power of God. Yeah. God's power was demonstrated through Christ. Mm-hmm. And we see it. And Christ says in John 12, 47 and 48 that his word that he speaks will judge us. Mm-hmm. And we know from Matthew 28, 18, Christ has all authority, not just on earth, but in heaven also. Yeah. He has authority in heaven and on
0: earth. And, and how many of these people lived like Jesus did and were perfect? None and, of them. And were sinless?
1: None of them. And, you know, and to be fair, none of them try to claim that they did either. That's true. And, you know, they claim to be men, but they...
0: But they weren't a perfect lamb, perfect...
1: That's tra- they, right. They claim that they have special wisdom, well, your faith should not be in the wisdom of men. It should be in the power of God. Christ is the power of God. Christ is God. Mm -hmm. And he proved it, not just by living perfectly and by doing everything fulfilling Scripture, but rather he also proved it with his miraculous works. Mm -hmm. You know, all the signs he showed us, without a shadow of a doubt, he is the Son of God and he showed us the way. Well, and and he didn't,
0: God didn't mess up. That's right. He didn't make a
1: mistake. Well, it's it's impossible for God to make a mistake. Yeah. If if we claim that God made a mistake, then we are also claiming that he is incompetent. Yeah. If he is incompetent, then we have no hope in him anyway. Yeah. Because how can we put faith in an incompetent person? Yeah. You know, just like in movies, a lot of times you hear you know, something bad's happening like the storm and the the dad sits his kid down, I'm gonna return for you. I promise. Mm-hmm. And then they run off into the storm. Well, you know what, you shouldn't make that promise because <laughs> yeah. you can die. You know?
0: Yeah. True. But rather
1: you should say, I'm gonna do everything I can
0: to, to come, come back, back to, you. to you. Yeah.
1: But, you know, when you they're making a promise that they can't keep. God makes promises he can keep. You sure. Know, he hasn't it, ever lied. He can't lie. Can't in fact, lie. Hebrews 6.18 and Titus one two says it is impossible for God to lie. Yeah. It's impossible for God to
0: lie. So when he you says know
1: it, it's going to happen.
0: And you know what? If he would have said in that verse that, you know, John Calvin is going to come and give you more. You know what? We need to it, listen it, to it, John Calvin. It would have happened and we could put our faith in it. That's right. But it didn't. That's he right. didn't put it in there. You know, and and
1: the The prophecies prove that God cannot lie yeah the prophecies when God leaves it into the hands of the enemy to fulfill the prophecy even at his birth Herod mm-hmm. the king you know or the emperor he he killed every male child which causes lamenting and mourning without without um what's that word uh, I'm thinking of. Without being comforted. Mm-hmm. Prophesied in Jeremiah 31, 15. Yeah. Prophesied that this was going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He fulfilled it because he killed every male child from two years and under in the whole region. Yeah. So everyone was lamenting and mourning, and they would not be comforted because they are no more. Yeah, Just like it prophesied. Yeah. God left it into the hand of the enemy to sure. fulfill
0: it. The one who was was trying to get rid of Jesus. That's right. And only God could have done that. Yeah.
1: And then at his death, leaving it into the hand of the enemy to cast lots for his clothes. (laughs) Yeah. And and you know what's if they knew they were gonna be fulfilling it, they would have they wouldn't have done it. Yeah. You know but just like so it's people would say it's left up to chance, right? Like it was left up to chance that these prophecies were fulfilled. No. Just like when they cast lots to replace Judas, after Judas went and hung himself, mm-hmm. to choose one to, to come in to, um, to be the 12th apostle. They chose two out of the 120, Justice and Matthias. And then they prayed to God. And cast lots. Now, cast lots. Casting lots was a game of chance, but they prayed to God and leaving it into God's hands because God would have made sure that the the lot would have fell on Matthias. Yeah, that's what they were doing. They weren't leaving it up to chance, like, well, either one is fine with me. I don't really care, yeah, and let's just cast lots and mm, let's. Yeah. No, that was God choosing, and they they left it in the hands of God to choose mm. in this game of chance. Where for us it would be impossible to make it fall to whoever we wanted. Yeah. But it wasn't impossible to God. You know, God made sure that it fell to Matthias. And that's, God and his power made sure that happened. So, in, in 1 Corinthians 2.5, when it says, but your faith should rest in the wisdom of, or in the power of God. And it's not the word of God, it's the
0: power of God. power of God, yeah.
1: God is going to make sure that his word stands firm and true Throughout the generations, yeah. throughout the ages, God makes sure that His Word is not tainted. Yep, you know, and and Jude three, I think, is a good place to stop because okay,
0: I'm yeah, pretty sure we're about there. We are out of time. In fact, I should have brought this up earlier, maybe. But, <laughs> <laughs> but so everyone's getting a little bonus, which I think will be okay. But go ahead. Yeah, we'll so end on this one.
1: Jude one three. He says, "Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you." exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. Mm-hmm. It was delivered once and it was delivered for all. It is delivered to us, and that is the Word of God. And it's delivered once,
0: mm-hmm.
1: proving right there it's not going to be delivered again from someone else later on. Mm-hmm. So if it's new, then it cannot be true. Mm-hmm. And if it's true, then it cannot be new. Yep. And David told me that and i straight stole it from him and i'm not even sorry yeah. about it <laughs> and you know i think he would
0: tell you that he got it from someone else too yeah so you know it's just it's it's a great um thing to live by that's and, right uh, if it's new you better be aware that's right and um and even you know even something that's a thousand years old for us you know like the roman um catholic church 16 606 ad is when it was established yeah that was new yeah. That that one's new. So that compared to Christ's church. That's right. And and that's
1: that should be a red flag for mm. everyone. Well, why would we need something new? You know, do you really think that the God of truth would allow people to believe a lie mm. for six hundred years until someone else came along? Yep. That doesn't make sense. Yep. You know, or eighteen hundred years or, or whatever. Yep. God of truth kept his truth there. Because second yeah. Peter three nine tells us that he hopes that all comes to the repentance. Yep. All. For all generations. Yeah, everyone. He doesn't know? want anyone to it, not. Yeah.
0: So. Okay. Well. Thank you guys. Thanks everyone. I know uh, I threw in kind of a monkey wrench there at the end. But you got a little bonus. And uh, uh, we really. You're a- welcome. Appreciate you. <laughs> joining us um, for this podcast. And uh, we're certainly going to look forward to next week. Um, we enjoy doing this. And we enjoy you guys. And. And. Um, Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, guys.